Hello and welcome to Weekly Fix. I'm here today host Zane. I'm joined with Jacob as always. Um, we missed a week, but we're back. Uh, we got an exciting show for you. A ton of trailers dropped. Uh, we got a fun question uh, to talk about, but before we do any of that, we've got Reacher. Um, I'm fully caught up. I know Jacob, uh, the first show outside of a comic book series that he binged, um, so super excited to get your full thoughts on Reacher and, and everything that entails there. But before we do that, man, how was the last two weeks? Pretty chill. Didn't do a whole lot of nothing, really. Work was a little bit slow after it was busy and then it got slow again. So not a whole lot that happened this past week. But like you said, a ton of trailers came out. I mean, we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about, like the Bad Batch Season 3 trailer. Um, we're getting more and more information every single day about Avatar The Last Airbender, the live-action show. There's just some really, really cool stuff that's happening, and I'm very excited. Yeah, um, that Bad Batch trailer, uh, I can't wait to talk about that, but it was so... I mean, I know we're going to get to it later, but man, it, it looked good. I, I know I said that it wasn't my most anticipated Star Wars project this year, but it may have just changed that. Um, now, I did make another bad uh, take earlier with trailers and said that I was all in on Echo, uh, and I really ate that. Um, so <laughs> hopefully <laughs> hopefully, Bad Batch doesn't do me dirty too, but I don't think they're going to. But um, Reacher, man, I, I kind of want to do this a little bit different um, as it's not as a probably most of our fan base has not seen it i'd say in its entirety so i'd like to give a season two overview spoiler free um review and then we'll dive down into spoiler review and get into the, the weeds a little bit um what was your take on the season a little non-spoiler overview of the story and then um what what was your thoughts say i enjoyed the season now trying to avoid spoilers i think if you are someone obviously you're going to watch the show in order of season one and two so if you haven't seen season one obviously you're going to want to watch it before season two but honestly i feel like this is also one of those shows you could almost skip season one and jump into season two and still have a really good time um it's a great show they do a really good job of really not incorporating too much of the story from season one which I thought was an interesting thing, which kind of was expected if you know how season one ended. Um, but I still think it was a really good show. I love the actors in it. I think they did a really, really good job. And I, I just like Reacher as a character. I think he's super fun. Um, like I said, I think it's one of those shows you don't have to watch season one, but it will make season two that much better. Um, I did really enjoy it. We're going to get into some things we liked and some things we didn't like. But overall, I think it was a great watch. I would definitely recommend season two to anybody. Um and that's my take on it. Like I said, we're going to get into some things that we might have liked and some things we really did like or didn't like. But overall, I think it was a great sh great season. Yeah, you touched on something there that it didn't really pull from season one um, at all. And that was that was something that like draws me to the show. Um, whenever a, a story like this can tell in a complete and total story within one season and not need multiple seasons to get a um a payoff or the you know you know there's not a cliffhanger at the end of these seasons i really really enjoy that i really enjoy encapsulated stories within uh what is it eight hours of content like you, <laughs> that's enough content to tell a fully formed story that's more content than i mean i i guess it's about the same as the 
entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. Like, so, like, you should be able to tell an entire story in eight hours. So I really, really like the fact that it is an encapsulated story, that you don't have to watch the first season to thoroughly enjoy the second season, even though it does add. Um, my wife quoted, I asked her for a quote because she absolutely loved Reacher. Um, she she threatened to watch it while I was at work because she couldn't wait to, to watch it the next night. Um, and she said, if you haven't watched it, you're missing out. And if you choose not to watch it, you're stupid. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's some truth to that, I would say. Yeah, I, I, for for to kind of just wrap, uh, you know, it, it is a it is an investigation show. It's full of action and there's drama. Um, it is very action heavy. It is an action show, um, but it's also there is mystery. It is a good crime thriller. Um, they are investigating their friend's um, disappearance and murder um, in the second season. So that is a fun trail that they follow the entire length of the second season, and it does have a, a really really good story um, and a, I think a satisfying conclusion. Um, but with that, let's go ahead and jump into spoilers. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'm gonna have a uh, link down in the bottom if you're on Spotify you can just click chapter 2 uh, and we're going to hop right to our, our fan question um, so click that link if you're on Spotify if you're anywhere else it should be a timestamp in the description but Jacob let's let's get a little spoiler review from you so we touched on it and we I do I agree with what you said about having a fully encapsulated story inside of the season. I did appreciate that. Another thing you said that I like about the show is it is an action show and they don't skim out in the action. I love that aspect of it. I'm super happy that every episode you can expect some really good fight scenes, um lots of cool stuff like that. So before I get into anything I didn't like about the show, I do want to touch on those things that I really do appreciate about the show. I thought the story of Season 2 was good, but I'm going to be honest, I think it was definitely not as good as Season 1. I think I enjoyed Season 1 a lot more, and that's not to say Season 2 wasn't good. I just think Season 1 was just a better story overall. One of the things I feel like they did in Season 2 is they made Reacher, which we've talked about it before, he is this you know larger-than-life character. You know He is almost... You know, he's he's teetering that line of being a superhero with some of the things he's capable of. And while season one had a lot of that stuff, I feel like season one was almost a little more believable because it was, you know, on a smaller scale. Some of the things they had him doing in season two, I was like, all right, I think we're we're stretching some things a little bit here. You know, jumping to the very last episode, you know, you see him hanging on to a gurney with a fully strapped, fully grown woman hanging out of an airplane while he's getting kicked in the ribs i'm like okay you know we're bordering this line of him almost being more of like a superhero rather than just a normal human and um and like and i said dude, <laughs> right there he doesn't even have anything to hold on to he's literally just he's literally just laying, laying in a helicopter on a flat metal floor holding a gurney of a fully grown woman with one hand getting kicked by a full-grown trained military man yeah no i yeah, so, they they called him a kaiju at one point, and they I think they lit into that maybe a little too hard, uh, yeah. a little too hard. So that's one of the things I did have a little bit of a problem with this season, and I feel like there was a lot of scenes like that where we just were bordering the line of him really not. He's more of like a superhuman, which I understand what his character is. He should be able to do some of these things, but that one was just a little bit of a stretch for me. Um, overall, I think my biggest problem with the story of season two 
And one of the things I enjoyed so much about season one is, you know, we talk about this being like an investigative show. You know, you're trying to figure out what's happening while Reacher is trying to figure that out. All of season one, you really didn't know who the villain was. You know, at first you might have thought it was this person, then they get killed off. And then all of a sudden it all comes to a head when you find out the guy that he's kind of been working with and is what was supposed to be a help was kind of in on being one of the bad guys. Season two, we kind of found out who the villain was really fast. I, I believe it was in the first episode we find out who the main villain guy is, which I didn't really like that. I feel like that took a lot of the fun out of, you know, trying to find out who it was. So that was one of my complaints with it. But overall, I do think it was a really solid season. Um, I don't know if we're going to get a season three. I would assume we're going to because the show always does really good. I think the numbers and the reviews are really it's good already, for season it's already two filming. again. Okay, so there's season three is on its way. I'm interested to see what they do with the season three because, like you said, whenever you do have a show that's going to go on for seasons and seasons and seasons, like this one seems like it might, I do feel like you do need to start tying some of these seasons together in some sort of story format. I understand it is cool to have everything encapsulated into one season, but just kind of keep having him do these, you know, full seasons and have a full story completed. I feel like that could get a little monotonous. You know, you're not really looking for what could be happening or anything like that. So I am interested to see if maybe season three draws on some things from either season one or two. You know, I, I understand that, that desire. Um, and I think it's cool to have the thread lines for it. I know that, um, Oh, what is his, uh, non-romantic uh female lead what was her name neely neely i know neely's in season three um she's okay. gonna have a role in season three so i, I know they're going to combine some of those things uh, but i i personally don't care if there is a huge thread except for the fact that his character develops and so you touched on some things with him being a superhero in season two and he wasn't in season one I have an issue with that, not because I feel like he was a superhero, um, but because in season one, I felt like they really did a good job of like making sure that like they showed how meticulous planning and prepared he was and his mind process, and I feel like they substituted that in season two with more of cheese, like cheese and jokes and just how big he is. Um, they didn't really show off his mind, you know. I was hoping to see like the Batman side of it, which really in season one they they did show a good side of that, like his mind in season one. But in season two, they really they really let the supporting cast be the brains, and he was the brute. And yeah, I didn't 100%. love that aspect of it because he is so smart, like he is a so like he is supposed to be like this incredibly intelligent guy, and he is smart, and he does find things out, he does put things together, um, he is that wholesome character who has no moral, like, gray area, like, you're either bad or you're good, if you're bad, you're dead, if you're good, you're alive, and you're on my side, so, like, I, I understand all that, but I do wish that they had him, I guess, a little bit more intelligently written in the second season, it dropped off a little bit for me. I'll agree with that because I think that was some of the most fun parts was yeah, he is that superhero. He is this big hulking figure, but he, he could rely on the fact that he almost was anticipating a lot of things that would happen. So he's going to have an edge in these type of fights and things. Like you said, I feel like a lot of this season, he was literally just going blow for blow with people and he was going to win just because he's a bigger guy, yep. which I didn't like as much. Whereas in the past we saw him really, you know, take his fights a certain way, you know, go about things a certain way. So I think that's a really good point that you're touching on there. Yeah. Now, and that's not to say that the entire show is just him 
a you know a hulking figure walking around you know kicking cars and and you know um deploying airbags and pulling people out of them you know like there is there is that in the show but that like there is a lot of intelligence behind the show and, and if there wasn't intelligence behind the show i wouldn't be recommending it and i am highly recommending the show it's very good the two the two major issues i have um which you've already touched on the one with the helicopter scene they just took it too far it's unrealistic yeah. in an unrealistic show um we're almost approaching fast and furious levels of ridiculousness yeah. <laughs> um at that point, and and I'm not a fan of those because of that level of ridiculousness. Um, and then the other one I didn't really love was the funeral scene. Um, I don't know if you remember it, but at the graveside yeah. where the shooters were, and they like all like just kind of like run at them in a straight line, and then he just stands up and runs, and then they're able to shoot him, the the person like. As a task force in the in the army, like they are not going to just like they're going to flank. They're going to do some like some actual tactical maneuvers to get those shooters down, not just all in one single file line. Or well, I mean they're not single file, but like they're all parallel behind gravestones, and they're like, well, we just we can't, we gotta advance, you know? And it's like no, like. You would lay down cover fire. One would go to the left. One would go to the right. You'd do your horn approach. You'd make sure that you have a tactical advantage on that fight. And that was the biggest problem I had for that was that that fight needed to be tactical, and it wasn't. Um, but. Well, one thing touching on, you know, I agree with that. I think one of the things I did like about the show, though, was showing that military background, which we saw a lot yes. of in season two, which is really cool. We kind of got to see how the whole group came together. I loved seeing those scenes. Those are probably some of the best scenes in the whole show. I love that they're absolutely. I almost wouldn't mind if that would have been the season. I almost feel like that might have been a better season than what we got is if we went back in time and we saw Reacher assembling this group that they vaguely talk about in season one, but figure out the way that they busted this huge drug cartel that was going on in the army. I feel like that storyline was a whole lot more interesting than what we actually got for season two. And I still think season two story was decent, but I feel like I w those were the scenes I was like, oh, this is cool to see, seeing how they all came together, how they all work together. That was the cool part, and I really like that storyline. And I wish that's what we got to would have got to see a whole lot more of. Uh, I I love that you said that. I do love that storyline. I think it would have been if that storyline was season two, and then the storyline we got for season two was season three. Season three would have had more weight. Yes, I, I, I agree too. Yes, I think so too. Because then you would have understood their brotherhood and like how they really care for each other, and like. A lot of the relationships, you know, they're talking about their friends dying. We don't know any of these people. So they don't, yeah. it doesn't hold any, we're not like upset about it. Now you start to see some of the backstory and you're like, oh, it seems like Franzi was a really good guy and Orozco was a cool guy. You get all that stuff through the backstory. But again, you're just showing us a few minutes of that, you know, when it really doesn't matter because they're already dead. Yep. And so I, yes, and I do absolutely I think that this story was good though. It seems like you didn't enjoy this story as much. Like it's it was a downside for you and I did not think that. I think we could have had a little bit more connection to the characters um 
before they killed them off, uh, before they showed that they were all dead, I think that would have given us a little bit more oomph for it. But yeah. I, I really thought it was a great story. I really enjoyed what they were going with, the storyline about the missiles, about the threat. I felt like it wasn't a world nuclear threat like it was still local it was still a terrorist like one company is going off the chains and it's not going to be world ending but people will die and so i like the scope of it and the size and and i did really enjoy what they did with it i thought it was a really good story see and i still enjoyed the story but getting just back to the whole almost feeling that he's turning into a superhero aspect. I feel like that's really, again, where this story was pushing. I feel like, you know, season one, it's so local. It's such a small scale thing. You know, we got people printing off money and, you know, they're shipping it to these foreign countries. That's a big deal. I get that. But it's still just like a more of a community type story. It's something that's kind of ruining the community. This felt a little too big for the characters that we got without having had that backstory. You know, okay. we obviously throughout the season, you touched on it. If season two would have been them doing the whole drug busting cartel and un- understanding that, you know, they did do some big scale things. I think this season three, which what we're calling season two would have been really, really cool. Cause we're like, okay, they've dealt with some big issues like this before throwing them into this giant issue where, you know, thousands, you know, lots of people could have lost their lives from these missiles. I feel like that was almost too big for a season two without having had all that backstory. I I get that. I don't 100% agree, um, but I do understand what you're saying and where you're coming from there. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, I did say some negatives here with, uh, you know, helicopter fighting and the, the graveyard, but I will say this is a, a must-watch show if you enjoy action and if you enjoy... Um, uh, military drama, I would say, is how how I draw. I would draw this one uh, for season two. Would be a military drama, um, kind of like a better jag. Um, but I don't. I don't know how how else I would describe that one. And I don't want to see like I still thought the show was great. I love season two. I think, like you said, the action is phenomenal. The action scenes are really, really fun. They're really, really cool. You know, you talked about almost getting to that Fast and Furious type level. I love Fast and Furious, so I can appreciate that type of stuff. I just hope they do. If that's the the way they're going, I hope they fully commit to it. I don't oh, want to teeter no. in the line of he is still human. You know, let's just if he's just going to be that way, let's let him be that way. But I feel like just jumping into that based off the season one where we did see a very more humanistic side of him, thought it was just a really big jump. Yeah. Well, I uh, I really think I really think it's a great show. And let's just go ahead and give our ratings um, for this. Now, so you give your ratings for season one, season two, and then as a whole, what would you give it? So season one, I'm going to go nine out of ten. I really like season one. I was captivated the whole time. Um, it just I was always thinking about who the villain was. That's the stuff I really liked about it. I love the investigative side of it. And then the action scenes in season one were just a huge plus. Um, so I'm going to say a nine for season one. Okay. Season two, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to drop it a couple points and say season two is a seven. Still really okay. good. I would still highly recommend it to people. Um, but I, it was it was a big drop off for me personally. Um, and then as a whole, 
I'm going to go ahead and still give this a benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say the show as a whole is like an 8.5. Okay. 8.5. So you're right on track with me. I have a 9 out of 10 for the first season as well. Um, I dropped it to an 8 out of 10 um, for the second season um, and then rounded to an 8.5 for or average for an 8.5 on my my overall show rating currently. Um I enjoyed the second season more than you did from the sounds of it, but like like you said, I don't think you dis like seven out of ten is a great rating for any show. Um, but I did like I was so excited to watch the next episode, and I think part of that is I've had a much longer break from season one. Yes. So like I've I've been looking forward to season two for a while. I've I've not been with the character for a while, and so I was just so excited to be back with a really good TV show that like me and my wife both love to watch. So that probably boosted my rating. If I would have just watched season one and then watched season two, I think I might have also had um, maybe a drop to a seven because I do remember how good season one was, um, but. That's that's currently where mine was. Yeah, just with how fresh season one was in my mind, I think I and also you got to think sometimes the first season of something is always going to be regarded in your mind, whether it is or not, is just superior just because it's the first thing. You know, you're going to have like that little bit of a nostalgic, even though I had just watched season one. I, I just really enjoyed it. And that's why I said I still gave the show overall an 8.5. So I'm weighting that nine a lot heavier than I'm weighing the seven that I gave season two, because I still think season two is really good. Season one was just so good and so fresh on my mind. That's why I felt a little bit, you know, not as happy with the show, but still absolutely must watch TV um, season. I'm super happy. I didn't know season three was filming, so I'm super happy. We're getting a third season. Um, it's just refreshing to have this type of show. You know, when most of the time we're only watching comic book stuff, star Wars, Marvel, um, a lot of that stuff. So I got to say, this show just does a lot for me personally where I don't get a whole lot of that more real world type stuff. So that's why I think I really do enjoy this show so much. Yeah. And, um, talking about real world, I'm going to actually rearrange this show just a little bit. Um, from what I was talking about, I think a good jumping off point is to, um, masters of the air. Have you heard anything about that? What? What is, I've not heard that at all. So Masters of the Air is uh, Spielberg's new TV show with Tom Hanks. It's starring Ashton, uh, Austin Butler, and um, it's about uh, World War II fighter, uh, fighter pilots, I believe, or bomber pilots. Okay. Um, so it just came out on Apple TV. It released a, a two-episode drop on Friday. I haven't oh, seen so it yet. Show. It's a show, yeah. It's, a, okay. it's the same producers as Band of Brothers. Um, and that is re my f favorite miniseries of all time is Band of Brothers. Um, and so it's the same, uh, a lot of the same group behind Band of Brothers is behind this one. So I'm actually really excited for this and something that I will be watching um, during the upcoming months. So if you want to tag along with another, I know it's, it's outside of your range a little bit, but if you want to talk about it on the show or, or watch it maybe sometime this year when we have some downtime, I think that's going to be a really good show. Oh, yeah, really I'm definitely interested in stuff like that. I, it's not that I don't like more real-world type shows. There's just so much other stuff I'm having to watch and keep up oh, with. Oh, yeah. It is so hard to just keep up with everything. But I love stuff like that. Um, I think those old, like, fighter pilot... I just I like the planes. I think they look cool. <laughs> so stuff like that's something oh, yeah. I'd definitely be interested in watching. Yeah, I actually didn't even know it was coming out until a co-worker actually talked about it. Um, 
a few like last week he said hey yeah on friday this is dropping and i went and looked at it and i was like oh dang it's got you know a great cast um it's got well it's spielberg Sp- it's so, spielberg it's the yeah. band of brothers so you know you know i'm full in so um really looking forward to yeah it is it is um it is uh during world war ii five uh five miles above the ground and behind enemy lines ten men inside the bomber know as a flying fortress battle unrelenting flocks of german fighters that's what the, oh yeah uh, that's the description yeah, that sounds is. cool I know my my wife is a big history nerd with that type of stuff, so I know she would absolutely love a story based on something like that. And it's got Austin Butler, so yeah, yeah well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyways, jumping into our, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it's our fan question. Um, but um, so with the new DC, we did, we haven't talked to DC much, uh, but you posed this to me earlier. Um, it was what? Uh, who do you want to show up in the new DC franchise in the universe? Who do you want to show up? And so um, I took that and I said, "Hey, do you have a top three or um, like some some favorites that you would like to see show up in the DC universe coming up?" Yeah. So the first one that I told you that I really hope we get to see more of a fleshed out character about, and even if it's not playing into the grand story of whatever the dcu is gonna be if we just got like a show on it or something like that which i don't know if dc has said they're gonna be doing any shows or anything like that i know we have like the penguin show but that's in its own universe and like the robert pattinson verse so i know they do some of that stuff i don't know if this dc universe is going to but i'm a huge fan of deathstroke always have been i think he is such a cool character i I would love to really get some stories about him i think he's such a cool anti-hero um, and I love, I think anti-heroes are sometimes the most interesting characters to learn about because they operate, you know, we talk about Reacher not operating in a gray area. These guys live in the gray area. You know, they do kind of what they think is good, whether it is or isn't. Um, you know, they keep alliances with people that might be bad because it might help them in the long run. I love that type of character because they kind of just do what they think is best. And, you know, there's always a moral controversy between them because they need help doing stuff and they might not want it done in the most ethical way. So I think those characters really cool. And I feel like Deathstroke really is a good example of that. So that is a character I would absolutely love for us to see some more of. Did you just call him an anti-hero? Yeah. I think he's like, kind of like he kind of walks the line. I wouldn't say he's a villain. You, You don't think Deathstroke is a villain? No, not in, not in everything. In some of the stuff, I would say so, but I feel like he's kind of more of like a huh. trying to compare. What's the show? What it, what is Robin's other alias? Like Nightwing, and then what's the other one where he kind of does Red Hood? You, which you spoke on, you would like to see. Yeah, that might be on your list. Yeah, um, I, I feel like he does a lot of that type of stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I don't think what I've read and know about Deathstroke, I would consider him an anti-hero. I would consider him a supervillain. Um, I don't but, know about supervillain. I, uh, I definitely do not think... Um, I think he could be sometimes, like, maybe 5% of the time anti-hero, 95% of the time villain. Um... But I, I personally don't think he has a moral a, compass for, for what I see. But so when you're like he, what would you? He's like an assassin, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, one of the best. What, who are they getting? What do assassins do? They take out people who they are being paid to take out. Yeah. 
so they're going to go to the highest bidder. And that's where I'm saying that's kind of you have that. They just kind of want to do their thing like Django Fett, right? Would you say Django Fett is a villain? Yes. Would you say I wouldn't? I don't know that I would say he's a villain. I would say he well, kind of just does what he wants to do. Same with Boba Fett. Yes. I don't think he's really a villain. I think he does what he wants to do and what's going to pay him the most money. So that's where I don't maybe anti-hero is a bad word to use because now that I'm thinking about it, but it's more of like, that's what I'm saying is it's more of like an interest. You're not really for sure. They could be good if they get paid by the highest, you know, whoever's paying them. But that's not good. Like, that's a bad person. I don't think if I don't you think are, so. If you are persuaded by money, Jacob, you are a bad person. Dude, I don't. If, put, if you sell out to the, the highest bidder, you're a bad person. <laughs> you're, no, no, no. Like you no, don't I, have I, any standards for yourself. Like, oh man, you give me five hundred thousand dollars, yeah, I'll go shoot that senator in the head. <laughs> Best believe it. <laughs> but that, but they could also go take out a terrorist. Do you see what I'm saying? So there's not really. But that's I don't that's think that's really good. I don't good. think it's bad. That makes the people who are hiring them line. good or bad. <laughs> Oh my. Okay. Well, maybe the so new DC. Is a poor choice of words, but I think <laughs> that just as a whole, I don't think it's really like. I just like that idea of you going and doing like. If we saw some episodes in a show or something like that of him going out and assassinating people and doing like that kind of arc, like each episode was a story about how he did that. I think that would mm. be really cool. Yeah. No, I think that'd be great. Um, yeah, I didn't mean to harp on harp on your word choice the anti-hero was a poor choice of words i i understand now my bad my bad my bad i wouldn't i'm still like i said i'm not calling him a villain just like i wouldn't call Django fed a villain oh i i 100 call Django fed a villain no no i don't think so i don't think so you don't think he's a villain i don't i just don't i don't view him when i think of villains i don't think boba fett is a villain i don't think Django fed is a villain i don't really think deathstroke is a a villain no, I wouldn't think. I don't think. See, Dooku's interesting, but he also he walks that he walks that line. That's what you would, you could almost argue that we're gonna say Thanos is a villain, right? But he's oh. also doing what he thinks is best. That's because why he's, he's a like, villain. Like, that's... No, not no. I see. Not all villains are just doing like straight up evil stuff. Like Thanos thought he was doing what was for the greater good of humanity or people. Yeah, right? and I'm not agreeing that he should take out half or whatever the percentage of yeah, but the Earth that, was. But there, that's like that's like saying that your truth matters when it doesn't. Like there is truth. Like there is black and white. Like just because you don't see black and white, the right like just because you're colorblind and you think <laughs> all good is bad and you're doing the good that you see, that's actually bad. That. Like, even though you think in your mind it's a good, that, that means you're a sociopath. Like, that doesn't so mean Thanos, you're a hero. Though, but for Thanos, so you, it's not like you just disagree with everything they're doing. If you can have a villain that you're like, oh, some of those points do make sense. But, oh man, I do not agree with anything Thanos did. <laughs> Let's kill half the people, create mass genocide. <laughs> Listen, we talked. he talked about it in the What If series. <sighs> <sighs> boy all right moving on moving on okay well you touched on my one of mine i would love to see jason todd um 
in the DCU, and I, I would really like to see him as Robin first, so that we can get the death, uh, death in the family storyline, um, before he becomes Red Hood, because I think that storyline is so good, um, and really get to see just what happens when you make some of the bad choices the Batman did. Like, if you really get to see Joker at his at his most vicious, at his best moment as a villain, and then we get to see Red Hood born out of it. Um, so I would really like to see that entire arc play out. Uh, and I know that that won't be able to be done properly in one in one movie. Um, I think that would be best to be done in, in a a um, TV series. Of where they could actually take their time with it until like the completed death of the family, um, but I, I don't know if they're gonna do that. It mm-hmm. I don't know if that financially makes sense to pour what it would take to get into a to tell that story properly. Do you think we get just even a Robin in the DCU? I'm pretty sure that is James Gunn's vision. Is we get a Robin, okay. but I think he's going with Dick Grayson first. Okay, so in I'm order interested, to get... I feel like he kind of gets left out a lot in live action stuff. He does, and you know, we we see, um, we we really haven't ever seen him except in the George Clooney one, uh, from what I'm thinking. I know that well, um, you, Jordan Goose Levin was supposed yeah, to I was be about to say him. That, yeah, he kind of, they hint at him being Robin at the very end of the Dark Knight Rises, but you don't ever really see him as Robin. Yeah, he's not actually Robin. Yeah, his so. name is Robin. <laughs> That's really I mean, the only connection we got. The Bat family is so flushed out and so good. Like, to get a Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, and then a Damien would be absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Damien Wayne is super interesting, but he's definitely my least favorite. Um, I think Nightwing is awesome, um, mm-hmm. and to to see um, to see to see him on the on the big screen would be really cool in live action. But um, if I had to pick, I would, I want the Jason Todd storyline because that's Joker's best moment and worst, um, whichever way you want to look at it. But uh, that's one. Uh, what's another one for you? That's uh, one so, for each of us. A, a character I don't know a whole lot about, and I would like to know more about, so I think it, a DCU thing would be a really great um, way to introduce that for me personally. I'd like to see more of Martian Manhunter. I've okay. always thought he's just a really cool-looking character, not one I've ever really read anything about. Um, you know, I just know he's a member of the Justice League and all that stuff like that, but I don't really know a whole lot about him. And I think it's also another character. I didn't watch a lot of those DCEU movies, so there might have been some Martian Manhunter stuff in those. Um, but I just think it would be cool if we got some more, you know, character. I feel like we haven't, maybe I'm wrong by saying this because I didn't watch a lot of those, but just a character we'd really have not seen a whole lot again in live action. No, I mean, I don't think he's been in anything. I think he was in the Justice League movie in credit yeah. scene. That's what I was thinking. Um, but that's it. I, to me, I I never really understood why Martian Manhunter was even in the Justice League. Like I, I personally don't love that character. I feel like he's just a bad Superman. Um, because he's he's the exact same essentially as Superman. I think he, he can shape shapeshift is his mm-hmm. pro, but he's vulnerable to fire. 
So well, and we all know if Lex Luthor's getting his hands on kryptonite, then I'm sure he'll have a way to <laughs> well, get his hands on some fire. We're definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everyone's walking around with a flamethrower when yeah. <laughs> when Martian Manhunter <laughs> comes around. Um, that's just a really bad weakness because it is so available everywhere. Yeah, like I have fire in my house. <laughs> <laughs> you just light a candle and walk towards him. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not be, saying. Like I, said, he, I don't know. I could beat him with a candle. Like I'm not saying that. Like <laughs> this dude's like weak. You know, it's Martian Manhunter. Like give us some credit, but. Um, you know, I do think that he is the worst of the Justice League. And that's me saying that just because I don't know anything about him. So that's why True. I would like to to know some more about him. And then all of my DC junkies, please let me know how terribly wrong I am about Marsh Manhunter. <laughs> because I like that's just my personal view for what I've read. Because I've read, I've read a good bit of DC comics. They're, they are my preferred comic reading material over... Marvel. I do prefer DC Comics over Marvel um, in comic form. Not even close in, in movies. Um, but in comics, I do prefer DC. So, um, But I haven't really read anything Martian Manhunter too much. So I would be yeah, like super said, interested to see him as well. That I just, like I said, don't know anything about him. So I would say I'm definitely less versed in DC stuff than I am Marvel stuff. So that's why I think I'm so excited for the DCU is because I can really kind of feel like I can start to understand a lot more of these characters a lot better than I do know. Yeah. So that's why I would like to see some of these guys that like Martian Manhunter, who I really have not really, I don't think I've ever really read a comic for him. So cool. Um, one, one that I have read comics for that I, I would like to see is Booster Gold. Um, Booster Gold is such a cool, fun character because he's just a loser. Um, he's a loser from the future who steals, he goes into a museum, steals a bunch of high-tech stuff, travels back in time to present day, and becomes a superhero because he has stolen all of the technology from, I think it's the 30, uh, the year 3500 or something. Um, so like, that would be, like, I just like him. Because he is just a loser who really just wanted to do something better with his life. So he just traveled back in time um, with all the advancements that they had in that time. and became this pretty, pretty cool and effective uh, superhero. Um, and his, his uh, leading up to um, like where he ends his comic book run is absolutely awesome. Like who he is, who he gives, like who's his son. And what he turns into from where he started is such an awesome... I actually don't want to spoil it because it is such an amazing uh, arc that that character goes on. From absolutely depraved loser to, um, if you know, you know. Um, but Booster Gold is so cool. And to see him in the DCU, I think they could do it really good. Because I think they could give that storyline the way it's supposed to be done. Um, which would be awesome. Well, that's a character, another one I don't know anything about. And when you said that, I actually looked up and did a little bit of reading about him. He just looks like a cool character. Um, he's got a cool design off the comic books that I was looking through, like all the art that I was looking through. I think that would be a great character. I looked through some of like the little Wikipedia stuff about him. Um, yeah, he does look like a super cool character. So that one definitely looks like a good choice. Yeah, and so, so uh, that's two for each. What's your last one that you want to see? So the last one is kind of hard because there's a few characters I would really like to see. Like, I actually like Shazam. I don't like the movies that we've recently got with him. Um, I actually never even saw the second one. The first one's, you know, 
not really anything great either. But I think him as a character is cool. I like like the comedic relief that that character kind of comes with. Um, you know, he's a cool character. Um, I would like to see another doctor version of Doctor Fate. I think he's a really cool looking character. Sure. Um, I think he would be great. Um, you know, you touched on like Robin, Red Hood. You know, all those type of characters would be really cool. But I would actually like to see something about Lex Luthor, where he's not just a villain in the show, where maybe he's like the main character of something. Dude, he could be a hero. I would like to, yeah, like I would like to just. <laughs> I think so too. I just would like to see more about him rather than him just being a villain. I'd like to actually see like a story about him, like show us his motives, show us all that stuff rather than him just being the Superman villain. I think it'd be cool if we just got a whole story dedicated to his character. Yeah, because I I know nothing about Lex Luthor other than you know he wanted to create an island uh, made out of land and kryptonite. Yep. Like, <laughs> kind of the same way. Like, a lot of the DC stuff, I just don't know a whole lot about. So that's why I think, like I just said, the DCU is going to be a really good opportunity for me to dive in a lot deeper into it. Um, but I just think Lex Luthor would be a cool character just to get all, you know, more background on rather than him just being a villain of a movie. Yeah, I, he actually has a super cool run um, in Blackest Night. Um, Lex Luthor does. He becomes a member of the Orange Lanterns. Um, Orange Lantern Corps, and it's like super fun because that like uh, lanterns lanterns are like their uh, biggest thing is uh, avarice. I think it is. I think I'm saying that right, but it's like greed. So like they're the the greed lanterns. Their most emotion is greed, and so he actually gets chosen by a ring, an orange lantern ring, to become a part of that um, core, and that's really cool. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, really yeah, cool. I think, see, I think some, some stuff like that would be awesome to see. Yeah, Lar uh, Lar Thieves is like the leader of that that group, and he's the only he's the only that's the only lanterns that there's only one of. Uh, and he because he's so greedy, he can't disseminate any of his power. So anytime <laughs> somebody like like joins the league he kills them and takes like their spirit and then he can control their spirit um so it's like a really cool it's a really cool story um i'm a huge lantern fan um so uh that's the the best moment i've seen lex luther uh and it would actually play perfectly into my last uh character that i want to see and that's um i want to see kyle rayner and kyle rayner is a the uh probably like the seventh Green Lantern that we find um, after Alan Scott and um, Guy Gardner and um, the the number one guy. Oh, man, I'm blinking. I'm a big Lantern fan. I can't even think of. Hal Jordan? Hal Jordan. Yeah, Hal Jordan, John Stewart. But Kyle Rayner is actually like one of the more balanced um, Green Lanterns because he becomes a White Lantern and really delves into the, the, the thought notion of having power over all of your emotions instead of just one and so i really like kyle rayner and if we see kyle rayner that means that we are already seeing completely formed lantern core i don't want to start at the beginning of the lanterns just throw us in there throw us in there explain it and go um so if if we start with you know alan scott and then we go to hal jordan and then you know 
two decades later and we get John Stewart, like, man, we're never going to get some of these really cool lanterns. We're not going to get some of these really cool stories that you need the entire core to be formed in order to tell. And that that's a group that you don't have to explain the entire group to tell a good story. So that's who I want to see. I want to see Kyle Rayner. See, I wouldn't mind if we if they're going to go that route of kind of skipping all of that. I just think if they could just do like 15 minutes of if it's a movie or something like that of explaining it, I think yeah. that would be enough. Um, 100%. So I do think it is going to be difficult, though, for someone like James Gunn, who's in the position for him, that he's in. He's kind of got to go with names. I feel yeah. like who is the most popular Green Lantern? I'm sure most people uh. would probably say Hal Jordan. Um and then John Stewart probably second, or some people might even put him at one. But I feel like that's normally uh, the one two you would hear. He's so boring. But John Stewart is. I don't such like I said. I don't know a whole lot about the Green Lantern and stuff. But that's probably what most people would Hal say. Jordan. Correct? Hal Jordan is number one for sure. Yeah. No, unequivocally so, number one. John Stewart is the most woke. Um, so they'll probably go with him, um, even though James Gunn isn't really woke mafia. But we do know that we. Um, we do pander to money now, so yeah. So I feel like that that would be your the biggest problem with maybe getting one of them is just the name is just not there, like it is for Hal Jordan, yeah, and John no, Stewart. I do understand that. Um, that's why it's on the wish list. You know, this isn't my yeah. predictions. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, James Gunn, if you're listening, um, this is not advice on how to make money. This is just what I want to see. So. <laughs> I'm not. I don't think that this would appeal to the masses um, as much as it would appeal to me. But still, yeah, I think it would be awesome. Yeah, I think I just there's so many question marks for this DC stuff because we just don't know anything. I feel like there's just so little. I don't think we'll, we w- probably won't know much until after the Superman movie. Um, well, they're they're doing man. the they're doing the one um, animated that's a show. Oh, what is it? They're doing an animated show already. Oh, I I didn't know about. It. Is it supposed to come out before the Superman? Yeah, uh, I think oh, it so comes out next probably year. after. Yeah. Which I mean, we got to be getting close to the Superman. It's I don't next remember year. The, is it next year? I don't it's remember. Do they have a a date for it? <sighs> they do. Let's Creatures see. Commandos. That's what it's called. And that's a animated show. That's the animated show. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't know anything about them. Um, I mean, I'm always I'm down to watch something like that. It looks like Superman's supposed to come out July 11th, which I'm from what I've heard. That's supposed to be July 11th to 25. That's supposed to be like kicking off the new DCU. So I doubt this animated show would come out before that. Yeah, I, I see it coming I out shortly it after either. though to try to keep some momentum. Correct. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, but I. I haven't really paid too much attention to it until it gets a little closer because it is super far away. Yeah, and with the way the entertainment industry works, who knows how yeah, much of this stuff we'll actually end up getting. So, but but with stuff we are getting, um, there was one thing that I wanted to touch on, um, and we do know when Invincible season two is coming now. Um, Invincible season two is coming March fourteenth. I have a problem with how that was announced. Like, your, the... <laughs> why the heck are you like making a big deal about the announcement of the date? They posted, for those of you who don't know, they posted on Twitter. They said, 
tomorrow they have the release date for their Invincible Season 2 Part 2. And it's like, just post the date. Like I was... I was hoping that all that was going to be because we we're going to get a little trailer, <laughs> like just like a little something, like something to look forward to. It was it was literally just the date. It was literally nothing. It's just yep. the date. How stupid yep. is that? This whole season break has made me so frustrated with Invincible that it's like <laughs> it is lowering my score of it. Oh, come on. I'm I am dead it. serious. No. Taking a break after four episodes that are under an hour. And I it's just so money it. pandering. It's yeah, so it money is. pandering because they they stop it right at Christmas when everyone has um has to buy Prime so that they get two day delivery for Christmas and then Reacher is out their most watched show of twenty twenty three, so they don't want to run into that at all. And then February is Valentine's Day and everyone's gonna buy last minute presents for their honey and then Okay, well, we're going to need some Amazon Prime sales back, so let's just <laughs> drop it in March. And yep. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, it's one season of it's, a show. It's a, it's it one is a solid business plan, though. You got it. It is not. It just <laughs> makes me mad. It makes me not want to pay for it. But we have to. Uh, we're going to also. Well, we, my spending habits don't allow me to not have it. <laughs> yep, you got to have Prime. So, but March I 14th. I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I hate that they, it's just, I hate the four episode break thing. It was stupid, but. I am so super excited for it. Oh, same. Um, man, we had quite a large cliffhanger in episode <laughs> yeah. four. So they definitely have us all ready to watch them. I, I know I am. I know I'm not going to be missing out on it. But Yeah, I think I think we're going to pick up the pace super hard in season the second half. Like I, I think we're going to get a very, very quick, hard-hitting season. Because we, oh man, we got the multiverse stuff that they really didn't touch on. Not at all. They like, didn't, They touched on it in, what, the first episode? Probably first the episode and dropped and it, essentially. we didn't really see it much at all after that. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, there's a lot of questions <sighs> with Invincible. Big, big Invincible. But, but now, probably your favorite topic for the night. Um, Bad Batch Season 3 trailer. Oh, Dude, man. break it down. What are you thinking? Dude, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be epic. I'm almost looking at season three of Bad Batch as the Infinity War of the Clone Wars. It seems like we're getting so many cool characters back. It looks like Captain Rex, which is one of my favorite characters in all of Star Wars, probably maybe my favorite character. He's gonna be, I think, a pretty prevalent role in this season. We see him oh, quite a bit so? in the trailer. I really do. I think, like I said, I think this is going to be like an Infinity War style of the Clone Wars. I personally think, you know, if you guys watch the trailer, if you guys haven't, don't listen to me what I'm saying. You guys can skip ahead a few seconds or a few minutes. But I personally think with them showing Asajj Ventress being in Bad Batch Season 3, I think we're going to get one more version of animated Ahsoka. I think she's going to be in the Bad Batch in some form. I think we're going to get to see, like I said, Captain Rex is going to be in it. We saw Cad Bane, Phoenix Shand. There's a lot of characters coming back that we we've only really seen in the Clone Wars. I have another strong theory that we're going to get to see Quinlan Voss, um, which is kind of more of a Clone Wars character, which is most we've ever seen him in Star Wars outside of like the books and stuff. I think he's going to be in it. Um, I I think this is going to be a crazy season. I think we're going to get an epic Darth Vader appearance at some point during the season. I just I have some high hopes for this season of the Bad Batch. What about Caleb Dune? We're gonna see any of him? 
I mm, start and finish the show with him. Start and finish the show with him. I would be so down for that. I just I don't know if that one would be. I feel like that one, man. I hadn't really thought about him showing up. I don't think so though. Okay. I kind of think what we with Rebels. Yeah, I think Rebels is really his story. Maybe I would just I don't think so. I don't think so. So I'm gonna stick with what I said. I think we see Ahsoka. I think we see us obviously Asajj Ventress. I think we're gonna see, like I said, Quinlan Boss. I think we're gonna get an epic Darth Vader appearance. Looks like the Emperor is gonna be in this season a little more than he has been. So yeah, I think this is gonna be an awesome season. Yeah, it does look fun. Um man, the Bad Batch is one of those shows that really I wanted to like more than I did. But I like I, I wanted to love it, but I ended up just liking it. And I think that may be part of the time when I watched it, because I watched it like mostly by myself, late nights, binging it. Um, as uh, I was staying up late with my son, uh, my newborn son, uh, whether that is feeding him or trying to get him to sleep. Um, so it may have been a little bit on me. Uh, for for poor timing and watching, but I, I really enjoyed it. But I, like I said in, in previous episodes, like I'm not like like dying for season three because I wasn't on that weekly release watch. Like I I didn't watch this when it came out. Like I just watched it this year. So well, not this year, last year. But um, so I, I'm excited for it, but not like everyone else was. Oh man, I I, I absolutely love the Bad Batch. I've liked it since it came out because it dropped originally on May fourth. Obviously, that's my birthday, so I got to watch it that day. It, ever since then, that very first episode of The Bad Batch, I still think that first episode of The Bad Batch might be one of the best episodes of animated Star Wars we've ever gotten. It is so cool. It is so good. The animation looks so good. And I got to say, the animation for season three looks phenomenal as well that we saw in the trailer. So I'm super excited to see the improvements that they make there. But uh, I'm such a big Bad Batch fan. So this one, I'm. this is really one of my most anticipated things of the whole year. Yeah, episode one is absolutely a masterclass in animation for sure. Yeah, it's um, so cool. Love that thing. But um, so we we did get a new trailer for Avatar as well. Avatar: The mm-hmm. Last Airbender. Did you get to catch and watch that one? No, I'm actually not probably going to. I feel like they're okay. starting to drop a lot of trailers for this, so I kind of want to wait. I've already seen the first one. I don't want to see any more. I don't think I want to just wait for the show to actually drop to enjoy it. Um, but some of the pictures that I've seen because people have been posting screenshots of the trailer, they look really good. So okay. again, I, I think that we're just going to see a really great um, live action version of the show. Again, we've talked about before the casting looks spot on because everybody oh, looks, looks so the good. part. So yeah, I, I did not watch the trailer, but I did read that it was a very well received trailer. So um, I won't say anything on it. I don't, I didn't really get any spoilers from it. The only thing I have uh, thought about is um voice actors are really good at what they do Mm -hmm. and when you get a voice actor to play a child generally it's an older female or a very very good like well casted child and there's no pressure to perform because it's all voice and you can just redo it redo it redo it i am a little worried about the child um acting for all of them for uh, Katara uh, for Aang. I, I'm really worried about pretty much the entire deca- of the cast. Um, Zuko, I don't know if Zuko, it looks old enough to me. Um, so that is my only, like, uh, is this going to be okay? 
Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying, because sometimes child acting can be rough. Yes, and so I'm a slightly worried about that, but for the most part, I'm I'm all I'm all greenlit for Avatar. I'm excited for it next month. Yeah, I think it's gonna be great. So, um, a trailer that dropped that I wasn't super, um, that wasn't on my radar at all, um, but it is now is Roundhouse. Did you did you look at the Roundhouse trailer? I, I did. I thought it was interesting. Um, okay, I've never seen the original. Okay, me uh, Roundhouse either. movie. So this one looks fun. I thought the Conor McGregor stuff was actually really fun. For sure. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. I don't know if it's a movie I'll go watch at the movie theaters. Probably won't. Well, you can't. Oh, is that one is on streaming only, isn't it? It's Prime. Yeah, they're all super upset. Yeah, maybe I will watch it on Prime then because. But yeah, I thought the trailer actually looked fun. Um, So I think that one, I think Jake Gyllenhaal is a great actor. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. Yeah, so I think he's going to be good. But yeah, I thought the Conor McGregor stuff was actually really good in the trailer. Yeah, I mean, he's a good villain. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone oh, hates yeah. him. Yep. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, man, this looks this looks really good. I'm I'm super yep. excited. Just a fun, just a fun good time. Um, I I did have somebody say that they were super just they were not going to watch it. They were standing on principle because they are not going to watch any more remakes. Um, well, <laughs> they're not going to have much to watch in the near future. Cause that's I feel like what that's I was, all we get. So, I mean, I'm I'm okay with it. Like, if it's a good remake and you introduce the younger generation, I mean, I have people that won't watch things that are past that are early two thousands. Yeah, like because they say it's too old, and I'm like, man, you're missing out on a lot of good stuff. So, I understand it's a safe bet um, for studios, safe bet for Money Pit, and like. Yeah, with some original content, but if you can make it better, um, and you know, me and you, we haven't even seen the original Roundhouse. Yeah, Maybe so that's something we should have revisited, but I just haven't. So yeah. you throw it in there with familiar actors, upgraded uh, effects, um, potentially. I mean, sometimes it's worse today uh, because they, you know, cheaped out on the budgets. Ones. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm excited for it. I thought it was going to be a good time. And then I have one last question for the podcast. It's actually been a little bit longer one than I thought we were going to have this week. Um, but we have three days left. Well, technically, I guess two days left in January. What game did you platinum? So, all right. I had a rough, rough January because, of course, we talked about them on, in the past. I'm a Call of Duty kid. And Call of Duty <laughs> dropped ranked play this month. And, of course, I got sucked right back into playing Call of Duty a whole bunch. So I actually did not platinum my game until <laughs> literally last night. I did. Oh, you game did it night. though. Yes, I did okay. do it, and I did take a little bit of a cheap way because I was going to try to just start a game from beginning to end and platinum it, but I just ran out of time this month. So I went back and I actually completed Spider-Man Two, which I had not ever platinumed when I played the game originally. Okay. I had a whole bunch of side missions, a whole bunch of collectibles and stuff I still had to do. So that is what I did last night. I played for about three hours um, and wrapped up Spider-Man Two, and it just. I've talk, I, I don't feel like I talked about it a whole lot in the video game podcast we did. I think Spider-Man, though, that series might be my favorite video game series of all time. It is so good. Um, I know you haven't got to play it yet, so I won't say any spoilers or anything like that. But, dude, it is th- that series is just amazing. I love the Spider-Man games. Getting that platinum was fun. So many cool little Easter eggs that they throw into the game, kind of leading to the future of what they're going to be potentially doing with the Spider-Man three and stuff like that. So that got me super excited because it's stuff I hadn't seen yet where I hadn't done a lot of these side missions, whereas where you, which is where you get a lot of those Easter eggs. 
So that was really fun. And I got to say, I won't say any spoilers just in case. I know one day you're going to get through them. But they have a, a little Easter egg in there that might be more indicative of, you know, the MCU side of stuff rather than the video game side of stuff, which I thought was really, really cool. So, okay, yeah, I th- okay. it, was, it was really cool. Um, I, I think I told my brother because he played it. He didn't do It's literally the last thing he didn't do. It's all he needs to do to platinum the game. And I was like, did you do this? And he was like, no, that's the only thing. I was like, you need to go do it because it was that cool. So, okay. yeah, that's what I did for this Very month. I cool. finished up Spider-Man 2, um, and it was a blast. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I kept getting those. Uh, so I checking my emails. I got the Twitch Twitch email alerts, and every every morning when I get on, it'd be like, uh, "I am Call Jar was live on Call of Duty," and I'm like, "Ah, yeah. dude, he's not gonna do it." <laughs> yeah, no, I did something. I did get a platinum. Okay. So I, I okay, I and it's I didn't break my rules because technically I said you just had to get a platinum. That's right. I have a yeah. couple of other friends that are doing it with me. Um, and they've done some similar stuff like for this first month, they just platinum the game that they had been working on. It was a game they wanted to get back to, but just hadn't. Yeah. So a couple of them did stuff like that similarly too. So I didn't break the rules fully. Um, I am having a hard time deciding on February's game. So that's going to be interesting to see what I picked there, but I did get my January platinum. That's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, man, I tell you, babe, don't, don't pick up Baldur's gate. If you're, if you're planning <laughs> on sticking to this. Oh, dude, man, I couldn't even so keep much myself fun. off of Call of Duty. So I'm sure if I picked up Baldur's Gate, I'd be in even more trouble. <laughs> dude, I literally Call of Duty last night. I was playing, and it was 12:30, and I said, "Okay, um, I'm just gonna do something real quick. I'm gonna get to bed before one." Um, I looked up; it was 12:57 or 2:57. Yeah, it just gone. I was dude. like, just... "Oh my gosh, where did this two hours go?" <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was, uh, it was a rough night. So, but man, uh, it's so good. It is such a good game. It's so funny to me though, because ever since we've like, you know, started playing games together, I've only known you to play apex. That's it. So it is so funny seeing you get so into a different game because you know, I've been into at least call of duty and apex and that stuff, but you are always just apex. So I'm loving that you're getting to like, it almost feels like you're experiencing a whole other side of gaming. I think that's so cool. Well, this is the gaming I grew up on. Yeah, like, this yeah. is you're kind like, of just getting back to it. This, um, I used to play Lord of the Rings Tactics all the time, and uh-huh. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a it's a turn based combat Lord of the Rings game, and uh-huh. I love that game. I played it all the time. Um, I I beat it several times. Um, I think it was on my PSP as well. Um, so like I love that game, Ratchet and Clank. Sly Cooper, Jack and Daxter, like all those games, like it's, like those adventure-based storyline games, is the heart of my gaming. Um, mm-hmm. Jedi Survivor, like those, like so, those are the games I absolutely love that can really like draw me in. It wasn't until later in life that I actually even did like enjoy FPS multiplayer, uh, yeah, games. A first-person shooter like that. You know, uh, Gears of War was the closest thing, and I enjoyed that so much because of the story. Not because of the multiplayer. I enjoyed playing multiplayer with my cousins, but like honestly, I didn't play it online. I only played multiplayer with my cousins and had a blast doing it. But the story was so amazing. That's why I like Gears of War so much. Yeah, see, that's a game I'm hoping I've been thinking about at some point this year. I'm going to go through all of the Gears of War games Ooh, and okay. try to get like some of that stuff done. But I think some of those you might have to do some multiplayer for. 
But I don't know if I could even platinum those because I don't know how many people are still playing like Gears of War two online. But you oh, know, well, so platinum. Oh, okay, so like platinuming the story and platinuming the like multiplayer challenges. I yeah, don't. Think that's what I'm saying. Do. That's dude, what I'm saying. I, Some of that stuff I don't even think you could do still. Dude, I remember doing that on Gears of War three. I don't think you can do that. Yeah, like, I, think, oh, I don't even know if the servers are still up for some of those games. Uh, maybe, but I'm, I'm, dude, I'm telling you, like that was like, I don't think you have enough time as an adult now to platinum. Yeah, because probably games. some of it's like what get so many kills. And it's like, like get five hundred thousand kills with like an yeah, just an insane grenade. numbers Literally, with yeah. a grenade, right? So yeah. like, oh, which is insane, crazy. dude. They don't make challenges like that no more. <laughs> No, no, they. You they literally gotta, had to know life the games to do those. Yeah, they gotta they gotta sell another game before you know. Yep. <laughs> oh man, uh, my cynicism is coming out. Yeah, man, come on. But, but man, I'm so <laughs> glad you got gaming. Uh, that's actually gonna do it for us tonight. Um, thank you so much for tagging along with us. Hopefully, you guys get to watch Reacher. Um, let us know. Uh, reach out to us. Our contacts in in the uh, in the show description. Um, if you want us to talk about Masters of the Air um, or what shows you want us to come out uh, talk about that are coming out that we haven't discussed or a movie that you wanted to hear us uh, talk about or you think we should check out, um, even if it's a throwback one, like we said, like we haven't watched the old Roundhouse. Like if you think of a show or a movie that you think we missed out on that you want us to watch or talk about, hit us up. Thanks for listening to the weekly fix. Uh, I hope y'all have a great week.